welcome to this Sunday morning meeting podcast from Kingdom Faith Yorkshire. Today's message is by Paul Abel. Praise God. This is an amazing church because you are an amazing group of people. And God's doing some things with us that I think we're going to be astounded by and surprised by. We've certainly had some powerful words from visiting people, haven't we, of the call of God on this place. Now, Lord. (laughs) But it feels like it's now, doesn't it? There's a coming together. There's excitement I hear of in the prayer room. So many anointed times in the prayer room. And that prayer room is releasing the things of God amongst us. It's going to be amazing. I mean, there are, there are so many powerful words. And that will mean change too. I mean, he says, I am the Lord God, I do not change. But he changes everything else. Because he also says, see, I am the Lord, I'm doing a new thing. I don't change, but I'm always doing something new amongst you lot. Because God is so amazing and so wonderful and so glorious, there's always more to know of him. More, always more. When we've been going through the book of Ephesians over the past few months, one of the key things in there for me was, well, there's a couple, there's many, I suppose. One is knowing that we're called. And I think there's a much greater sense of that amongst us here. Yeah, I'm called. God has called me for this time. I do have a purpose. And the other one was the spirit of wisdom and revelation. The outpouring of the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Because that gives us God's wisdom and his revelation. And as he does that, if we have a greater wisdom in God, and if there is greater revelation in God, things change. The way we do things, the way people do things, the, the way we're positioned... It's inevitable. It has to change because it's got to be a time for our church to grow because there are so many people that need to know the love of God and how he accepts them. There's so much trouble, even just in our town, because of people being insecure or people not understanding God's love for them. You know, a lot of people, to a lot of people, it, it, it probably seems completely irrelevant. You know, they may have even seen the summit and thought, well, it's, it's got a good place, little play center for the kids. I like the coffee there. But it's a time for that to go a lot further. Come on, come on, come on, come on. You remember the five things. One of them was taking hold of the promises yes, yes, that God has given yes, us. Yes. And one of them is, and it was noised, yeah. talked about, gossiped, if you want different words for really, that Jesus was in the house. Hallelujah. Mark 2, verse 1. And it feels like there's a coming together in the heavenlies of these things. I mean, next weekend, this will change us. Don't come to get your blessing. That is an old mindset that God has moved us from. You are going to get blessed, but don't come for a blessing. Come to meet with God. 
that we come to meet with God together, to hear from God together, to see what he will say to us together. And in all those things, we will hear from God personally. We will be blessed personally. There's going to be a release of healing. Get some friends along that you know are sick, bring them here. God will release healing in this place. The name, as we were singing earlier, the, was it the, one of the early songs? The name of Jesus is beautiful, but the name of Jesus is also powerful. Powerful. It changes. The world doesn't realize how incredibly dangerous that name is. You know, when they hit their thumb with a hammer and go, Jesus, they don't know what they're speaking. As I was saying the other week, when you hear, oh my God, just take it as a prayer every time. Be thankful that people know he exists, even if it's only at that level. I spoke on amazing grace. Oh my God. That little short cycle we've been through. We looked at fear of the other, how it's a, a curse on our modern society that people are afraid of strangers. They're afraid of the other. And it restricts individuals from living in their full potential because they're afraid of what somebody might think. And it affects whole Christian organizations and groups like ourselves because we're frightened. I don't know if I do want to reach out to those people because they're a bit scary. I don't know if I want those kind of people in my building because they're a bit odd. Do you know what I mean? That's fear of the other. It's not a God thing. It's, it's promoted in the world by all the name calling that's going on. Instead of realizing that there is a common humanity who God loves so much that he sent his son to die for them. How can we live in fear of those Jesus died on the cross for? If you think about it. Then we looked at the fear of God. Not being terrified of God, but just that incredible sense of, wow, he's so big. Oh my God, literally. Jossie then ingeniously rooted that fear in family. Because we're reminded that in the, in the fear of God, in the fear that we shouldn't have of others, how we learn to fear God and how we learn to be secure in God is God places us with other people. He places us in the church. He places us in the body. That's this lot. Because we need one another. We can't do it on our own. You have personal promises, but your personal promises will be fulfilled as part of the body. It's a tough calling. It goes against what a lot of people want. A lot of people want to live God's itinerary uh, or by God's plans that fit their plans fit their ministry, fit what they see as their calling. But God doesn't call in isolation, he calls in the body. That doesn't mean people aren't called to go places from the body, but they're called from, not as an individual. Back in the 1980s, Kingdom Faith was a ministry. It was called Kingdom Faith Ministries. <coughs> Pastor Colin Urquhart was the head. It was really Colin Urquhart Ministries. And it was a powerful force for change in the nation. Many things changed. But in the 90s, the leadership heard God and knew that they were being called to something different because God didn't want just these, what are often called parachurch organizations. He called the church. He didn't invent these other groups. We did. They were invented in times of necessity to bring good things. But really, God is about church. That's right. 
And recently, another big change has been the end of Faith Camp. Now, if Faith Camp has ended, which has been part of Kingdom Faith Life for 36 years, or 38 years, something like that, you know God's going to do something completely different. That's right. They're not sitting in heaven, the Trinity, saying, I don't know what we're going to do now. <laughs> but we can sense that difference. Pastor Collins quite clear. He says, we won't have time to do stuff like Come faith camp because of what God's doing in our local congregations. That's completely different to August. That's us going away to spend time together. And it's because it's smaller, it doesn't take a year to organize, which is what faith camp does to Horsham. That's a completely different concept. The gathering this weekend is exactly that. It's us gathering as the people of God. You know, we'd be mad not to when you think about it. Think of the number of times in the Bible God speaks when his people gather. He does speak to us individually. We hear him. I mean, it, it, you know, it's important to have our ongoing relationship. But he speaks to us as a body as well. And he will speak to us as a body. This weekend, make sure you you booked down you you're booked in for it. I'm serious. Make sure you're in there. There's over two, nearly two. No, I think it is two and a half times the number of outside people coming. They know. They know. Over two, more than two times the number of people that normally come are coming next weekend because they know they've heard, and try and capture some of their expectation as well of realizing God's going to speak. God's going to move. They're coming because they know they'll meet with God and they'll heal from God and God will equip them and anoint them. They're coming because they're part of our extended family. It's like Christmas. All the families coming together. It's going to be very powerful. I don't know how it will pan out over that weekend, but it's going to be powerful. And I know... I know we sometimes say this sort of thing, but honestly, we really are not going to be the same. Anne's funeral was of a different order. The funeral director said to me, that's the best funeral I've ever been to. That's the funeral director. I guess he's been to a few. What was he picking up on? Just the hope. Yes, yes, yes. Such hope, such positive forward-lookingness, such a sense of love and peace. Hallelujah. I made the lady that um, runs the, the, the whole thing, the crematorium, I made her cry when she asked me about who was being, who were we remembering that day, and I told her what Anne was like. And she was crying. How many funerals has she been at? But it was the Spirit of God upon us, of that bringing together of people. It's so important. What was, what was wonderful was a gathering of people that we would... There were so many people in that room that wouldn't normally agree together. So many of us. There, there were people from very different church backgrounds, people of no church background. Uh, people from Kingdom Faith past, people that have been part of us in the past. It was like we're coming back together. If you... If uh, you'd been in Kingdom Faith 10 years ago, you'd have known Martin and Claire Stringer, who uh, Claire and I led with in the beginning. Martin was the pastor. And uh, 
he, they were back. It was like they, they were back, and we, he was playing the organ of all things. It's not often that Kingdom Faith provides the church organist. But, and we sang hymns with an organ. But the anointing on those hymns was incredible. And it was the right thing to do for that occasion. And when we said the Lord's Prayer together, the roof nearly took off. Our Father in heaven. It was like, boom. Because there was such faith and hope and forward looking to the future. That's what hope is, really. It looks to the future. Knowing that God is acting. Such a powerful legacy and story of, of what we're going on and into. What we're going to do now is pray for some people because one of the things that's happening, um, and it was something that Peter and Anne had talked about, I think we first really talked about it before last Christmas, Peter. Um, and it, they were coming to a time of wanting to hand on the host team. Uh, Peter's not going anywhere. <laughs> we're not letting him. Uh, and he's gonna, he, he is going to uh, be definitely part of the team and he, by his very nature uh, in leadership within that team because that's just the anointing on you. Sorry, mate. You can't stop that bit. <laughs> uh, but Martin and Michelle Grant are going to take over the leadership of that team and run with that. So I'm excited about that, aren't you? It's Michelle upstairs. Oh, she's there. You've got your invisibility cloak on from Lord of the Rings. Um, can we have Martin and Michelle and Peter? Can you just come down the front? Because I want to pray for you guys. We want to pray for you guys. What a nice bunch you are. That, that's honour. There you go. They all, they've all stood and clapped you. Peter, Martin and Michelle to honour you. Peter has done an absolutely fabulous job at this. I was always told that when you take on a new role, it's really good to take it over from somebody that's been doing terribly, because then whatever you do, it looks good. So sorry, you're not getting that. <laughs> Peter, you've done an amazing job with this with Anne, and you've just loved people. I mean, we know that although you'll head the host team, and although we have people in a host team, we're all the host team. I mean, we must never forget that. We don't want to have like a, a specialist group of people that are appointed just to be friendly. That would be disastrous, wouldn't it? <laughs> you know, we're all the host team. We all should look out for people who, who are new to the church and, and welcome them because we can be a pretty scary bunch. Yeah. Can't we, Stephen? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we need to help people to feel at home because that's what Jesus wants. It's that ministry of Jesus of sitting down at the well. That's what this is. And it's sitting down with people and welcoming them and overlooking that. Now, 
these guys are innovative and they're leaders, so it will probably change in some of the ways it works. Um, we do need some help just before we pray. I must remember this. Yes. Michelle works in the hub. We hardly have anybody left on a Sunday hub rotor. She can't take on this new position unless somebody says, I'd like to go on that rotor and help out some Sundays. If, you're, if you've done it before, can I urge you to reconsider? I know it's a costly thing to do, but it does, make, it does bring glory to God, I assure you. It is worship. So we want to release Michelle, but it's going to need some... And maybe you haven't done it at all before. We can train you. Everybody didn't, at one time hadn't done it before. But we do need... And we better. We need more than one to replace Michelle, because Michelle's Michelle. <laughs> you won't be able to do what she does, <laughs> along with everything else you do. Uh, so please, uh, could you prayerfully consider that and just fit it in with the other things that you're doing, so that we can release her fully to just be involved with with people as a host team, rather than uh, be behind the hub counter, where she can smile at people, but she has to serve the next coffee as well. So, and there's a bit more to it than that. Um, the other thing, as you were uh, uh, availing to, is um, it would be good to have more people on this essential team. Yeah. It was great to be greeted as I came in this morning by David and Sue Shackleton, who are, are, are welcoming. Listen, if you've been coming two weeks, you've been coming long enough to welcome people on the front door. <laughs> and probably one week will do. You know, you don't, have to be an, you don't have to know everything. You don't have to be an expert. If someone asks you a question about what, what is this, you know who you can go to who will know the answer, and that's the crucial thing. Uh, but it's, it's so important to us. We like to have people by the front door, because if you've ever walked in our front door and nobody's there, it's not friendly, is it? It's just a big hallway with stairs and a lift. And then you come up to the top of the stairs, and especially in winter when the door's shut, again, it feels like, where do I go? You know, so you need people there. And then if you walk into the hub, there's usually lots of people. But it's helpful if someone turns and looks at you and smiles at you. So that's the kind of thing. And then with conferences and things, sometimes it's helping people find their seats and, and it's caring for people afterwards. It's all about being hospitable, really. And that is a gift of the Holy Spirit. Amen, amen, amen. Host team, hospitable team. It's a little bit more of a mouthful. Let's reach out and pray for these guys. Let's have any leaders on the front row come and join us. Father, I want to thank you first for Peter and Anne. I thank you for the faithfulness that they've shown to this church. Peter and Anne have led this since we moved to the library, Father. So they've led that time in Scarborough. But their heart has always been to be hospitable in this church. And Father, we thank you. And we know that Peter's heart is to go on being hospitable. And Father, we thank you for his faithfulness, that he will Amen. remain a crucial and essential part of this team, Amen. and that Martin and Michelle can learn from his wisdom Amen. and his passion and his heart of love. Amen. Thank you, Father. Thank you for his faithfulness. And Amen. I just pray, fresh anointing on him, Lord. He's uh, entering into new things. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Hallelujah. And Father, we pray for Martin and we pray for Michelle. As we launch them into leading this new initiative, because it will be new, because you are the Lord God. You don't change, but you're always doing a new thing. And Father, your purpose in bringing in new leadership is to do new things. So we recognize that will change. But Father, we thank you for all the host team. 
We thank you for their faithfulness. Father, we thank you for David and Sue joining this morning. We thank you for Richard and Olive and and Anne and Alan and and Lizzie and and all the others that I've forgotten right now, sorry. Um, Father, we thank you for their faithfulness in just welcoming people. It's the first ministry that people get. Father, this is such an important position to release these two in. Amen. And it's part of the calling on them both. Father, we recognize that there is a leadership anointing on them both. And Father, this is the beginning of you drawing more and more of that out. Martin, the Lord says you are an extremely prophetic person. Um, He has given you a listening ear. You often think that you don't hear from God, but you hear from God accurately again and again and again. And he has placed a special gift of wisdom and revelation on you in the sense of being able to explain the truth uh, to people that you're talking to in the ways that others actually can't, ways that I can't. You have uh, a special gifting for that. And as you stepped into this in obedience, uh, you're going to be quite shocked at the number of times you find yourself explaining God's word, thinking, I didn't even know I knew that. Uh, And it will be because of the spirit of God within you and what he's done in you, uh, and uh, uh, there is an ability to, to really teach the word of God in, the, in those situations. Hallelujah. And, um, yeah, you're also, God's also going to use you just to see powerful answers in prayer. Uh, you are, the word God is actually giving me is miracles. You release miracles. Um, you're going to pray for things, and people are going to get solutions, and they will actually say to you, uh, they've already said to you, I think, um, they will say to you, well, it was, that was a miracle. And you'll know, yeah, it was. That was yeah. God answering prayer. Amen. And uh, you're going to lead many others to the Lord. Amen. And you're going to be a great disciple in Jesus. And uh, Michelle, you have the heart of a pastor. You're a dangerous pastor because, like your husband, you're also prophetic. So you're a prophetic pastor. So you have great insight. Now, you could be a powerful cannon that causes much damage because you could just fire off these words of God and cause destruction. But the Lord says, I've placed in you a heart of obedience and humility that means that won't happen. This is why I've trusted it with you. You you, you yourself have been quite fearful sometimes of lighting the fuse, as it were. But um, God wants you to know that he sees your caution as his caution, uh, but reminds you that always to walk in faith and not back away from lighting the fuse in fear, Uh, but he's recently brought you out of a lot of fear that you've had that's that's held you back in the wrong way, but don't let go of the humility because uh, the potential for your words is huge, incredible freedom and and breakthrough in people's lives. Um, And Father, we just pray courage on Michelle and wisdom to share these words at the right time. And in the right way. In Jesus' name. Amen. Did anybody else want to pray here? Uh, just a word that God gave me for you, Martin and Michelle, and it's in Revelation 4.1. It says, After this I looked, and there before me was a door standing open in heaven. And the voice I had first heard speaking to me like a trumpet said, Come up here, and I will show you what must take place after this. And uh, God was just saying that as you step through a door, you are also the door for others to come into. 
uh, into this place. Amen. And God's going to be showing you uh, what must take place after this. So he, he will give you those words, Michelle and Martin, to speak to people. But not just for you guys, but you're also leading your team through that door as well. And um, yeah, and so as people come through our door, it's like it's because you've gone before God through the open door in obedience to him. Hallelujah. So, Father, I just thank you, Lord, for your promise to Martin and Michelle, Lord. And as they seek you further, God, you will show them. You will show them, Lord God, uh, what will take place after this, but also being that door for others to step through. As they step through our door, Lord, they'll be stepping into your door, into heavenly places. Thank you, Jesus. And for you, Peter, God was saying, um, well done, good and faithful servant. In you, I am well pleased. And uh, Father God, I just thank you, Lord, for Peter's faithfulness and for Anne's faithfulness when she was with us, Lord God. And Father God, I thank you, Lord, um, for your blessing and your prosperity upon Peter, Lord, that is pressed down, shaken and running over. And Father, for his continued support, Lord, uh, with Martin and Michelle and the team and with the church, Father God, I just thank you for a new door for Peter to walk into, Lord, in Jesus' name. Praise God. Mark 10, 45. Jesus said, I have not come to be, to be served, but to serve, and to give my life as a ransom for many. Amen. Peter, that's what you and Anne have done before I knew you. And the mantle is not passed on. It's shared amongst these three and amongst all of us. They lead by example. They show me many things. And they lead by example for all of us to serve and to give our lives. So thank you, Peter. Thank you, Anne. Thank you, Martin. Thank you, Michelle. Amen. Amen. Thanks, everyone. Praise God. It's a bit of a different thing this morning. I mean, I'm still kind of giving the notices. <laughs> well, that, that, that makes up for last weekend. If you haven't heard what happened last weekend, we were in Horsham, obviously, and um, uh, Pastor Clive said, can Paul and Kate come up uh, for a minute or two and uh, talk about Kingdom Faith Yorkshire and tell us what God's doing. And 40 minutes later, <laughs> God just gave me a word. The, the, the longer version of that story is that Pastor Clive had actually asked me to speak that morning in, in Horsham. And I turned it down, one, kind of through fear and, oh, no, I, I don't want to do that. And two, the, more, the other reason, the, was a better reason, uh, was I said to Clive, it would be good for the people that are there to see you in action in Horsham. They're used to listening to me. It will give them a chance to listen to somebody else. But that didn't happen. Uh, it was a God thing. I mean, Clive just went and sat down and said, carry on, this is, this is God. So... And uh, if you want to know what I said, go and listen to it <laughs> on the Horsham website. Uh, it's kind of a summary of stuff that God's done, but I think actually you'll be encouraged by it, so uh, amen, amen. it's worth a listen. Uh, but it's been that kind of a strange time. You see, uh, it was part of a challenge to me for, uh, of God saying, uh, I want you to step back into 
your own boldness and courage. Now, you probably don't think I do that anyway, don't you? Because it looks like I am. But I know how, more than you, how many things I've turned down. Like, would you speak this morning? No. Um, that was disobedience, really. I came up with a good reason, but it was, if I'm honest, disobedience. Uh, ironic of somebody that asked others to speak. But I never used to do that, and it was a fear thing. And God said, look, you've spoke about fear. You've got to get rid of this. It's something you've, you've put on yourself. And I've kind of, I'd kind of retreated away from um, what God had said before through many different people about uh, there being a national call on my life. I'd retreated back into local. Because it always causes trouble when you do things outside of Scarborough. And so I just stopped <laughs> and got on with the job here, which is what I do need to do, get on with the job here. But... Um, God told me to stop running away from that and pick it back up again. I had, over the past week, in different situations, six different prophecies. I mean, four of them were ministry at this freedom event that we'd gone to in Horsham. Um, but six different prophecies from people saying the same thing over these six prophecies. One of which was this, pick up this mantle that you've let go of, that you... you uh, you need to be bold in God. It's a, a mantle of national leadership. The first time I got it was um, at the House of Commons, which is a good place to get a word about being national, I guess, isn't it? And uh, the guy in front of me just turned around and said, God's given me a word for you. Uh, and one part of that word was about this, you need to pick up and run with this, uh, being a national leader, national leader of significance, he called it. Turned out later, he, he's the guy that heads up the Bethel School of Supernatural Ministry in the UK. But I didn't know he, who he was, and he didn't know who I was. Uh, he then spoke and said, and God has recently given you two large gifts uh, to the church, and um, you've used that money to finance the ministry. You didn't just spend it. You've, you've used it, and you've still got some of it. Um, and you're using that to maintain the ministry that God has given you. And I'm thinking, well, you definitely didn't know that. That's absolutely true. Um, he said, because he said about your income is not enough to meet your outgoings, but it's been sustained by this gift. So it's very prophetic, because people don't know that. Um, you do now. Because uh, we're usually about £2,000 a month short. But here we are, praise God. Isn't that amazing? But anyway, that's how we've been living. And it was very encouraging to get this word from God. Firstly, he said that God is very pleased with you because you've used the wisdom uh, that he's given you and the faith that he's given you to use these funds in this way. And it was reassuring to know that keeping the money and using it wisely was faith because sometimes you can think like, well, maybe we should just, you know, get on with it. And God says, but we don't. We've been using it to keep things as they are for now until we have more growth. And... Um, so that's, but that's, that was amazing to get that. But he then went on to say, and because you've been faithful with that finance and these gifts and used it in that way, God is going to place many more finances into your hand to be administered with, with wisdom and, and, and knowledge. Uh, so that was pretty cool, wasn't it? Uh, and basically, I had a variant of that then over the next few days. Uh, the last one I had that was similar to that uh, so there were, then there were four in Horsham, and the last one uh, was where I was this week, because I keep disappearing. 
Uh, I was at the Institute of Directors in London. Uh, so another fairly innocuous place. <laughs> Head of business in the UK, I suppose. Uh, meeting with some very significant people, and then I had the similar word yet again. So it just kept coming over this period of a week. And obviously, there's, there's prophetic words and there's significant words, and then there's God likes to speak in significant places. And the centre of our government and the centre of our business for the UK are significant places. <laughs> I share that with you really to encourage you, and also because normally I wouldn't because I'd be too scared to share it and a little bit embarrassed, and so I'm overcoming my fear by telling you all. Exciting times ahead. <laughs> the, the meeting I went to this week at the Institute of Directors, I'd been asked by two different national leaders, one of which was Clive, that I should consider going to, and I turned it down twice. Because <laughs> it was in London, and it's a long way. <laughs> and it's expensive to get to London. <laughs> and um, when the third time it came along, it was after the first prophetic word uh, about national significance. And Claire Daniels wouldn't let go of it because I'd foolishly told her about it. <laughs> and she had ministered the finger of do as you're told by God. <laughs> it's good to have faithful friends, isn't it? And she was perfectly right, so that's why I went. And it was a significant day. I, I, I won't tell you, I don't need to tell you really much more from it, other than I think we are very strategically positioned. It was, it was shocking, in a good sense, in the House of Commons the week before, to meet people like Ed Silvoso, some of you will know that name, some of you won't, who, obviously people had told him, who had heard of Scarborough. He's from um, South America. Uh, he's a quite a well-known author about transformation of communities. But I talked to him for a while, and he'd heard of us, and he was excited about what God was doing. I talked to um, the pastor of Ken Gott's church in Sunderland, Tim Dunnett, and he'd heard about us. Uh, God's doing something. I remember Chloe's word last year at this. Do you remember I mean, I don't really want the cameras bit, but she talked about what God will, is doing here in this community, not just in the church, and I think that's important, but what God is doing here in this community, there will be cameras in the town, which of course there are right at the moment, because they're filming for some probably terrible drama called Scarborough, based on Benidorm, so you don't hold out too great a hope for that, do you? <laughs> but, um, but they're here around the time of this, and I think that's significant. It's God reminding of us that word. Why would they be here? Because of what God was doing in the community. And, and we've got to hold on to that. You know, why, why, we, we've been through some bashing. Well, of course we have. If the potential of what God wants to do us is like this, are you surprised? This, this is why we've just got to be faithful in prayer. You know, this is, we're, this is a dangerous church to be part of. You're going to see amazing things. You're going to see miracles. You're going to see things that people have been praying for to be released back again. Here, amongst us, you're part of it. You're not, you're not just part of it. God handpicked you for it. When I did that survey for my MA... Um, it was 43% of the church said they were in some form of leadership. I was so excited by that. 
If you went to the under 30s, it was 58%. But the reality is, it's 100% if you hear, if you say, yeah, okay, you're in leadership for the next generation of what God's doing. And if you feel inadequate and unprepared, welcome to the club. <laughs> I do not feel, way this time, you know, this is awesome. Uh, I'm a powerful leader. I do not feel like that at all. But I do want what, I do want what God's will. Amen, 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 amen. I love it that you're here week after week after week. There, there will be those amongst us that will not be able to run with this vision, particularly if you've got your own thing that you want to do. It's very hard to, if you want to do your own thing to sort, when you hear words of us being together. I mean, there's nothing to stop anybody having a, a ministry outside of who we are, but you, it would be sent from here, if you know what I mean. But that can make it difficult, and we've got to acknowledge that. And it's very hard to be here and just, I know, if this is you, we love you, but just to come and sit on a blue chair and get a blessing and have a bit of worship and feel better when you walk out, if that's where you're at, that's awesome. And I know it can be hard because we're always, let's do this now, let's do this now. We need more people to help in the hub. Who can release Michelle for this? Who can come and help on the hosting? But that's just who we are because we love Jesus and we just want to impact and have influence over a huge area so that people can have an opportunity to hear the gospel, what it really is. I'm not going to preach for long because we're running out of time. This is still the notices. Uh, as I gave the notices for 40 minutes in Horsham, you know, don't hold out too much. No. Now? Let's look to God, though, not, not amen, to be in Cain. Amen, 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 amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. 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 Heavenly Father, we just, uh, we just thank you right now, Lord God, for Pastor Paul and Pastor Kate. Father, for the, uh, yeah, for what you are doing in them and through them, uh, both in this community, but also what you have got planned, Lord, for Pastor Paul nationally, Father God. And Father, the, the words that have been spoken over Pastor Paul over these weeks, Father, we just thank you, Lord, that that which is of you, Father, will grow deep, Lord. Father God, that it's going into good soil, Father God, the soil that you've already prepared and furrowed and ploughed, Lord God. And Father, I just thank you, Lord, for your Holy Spirit. Father, for a love, Lord, that casts out all fear, Father God. Just pour into Paul at this time, Lord, as you equip him, Lord, for the things that you have planned and purposed, Father, for nationally, but both locally as well, Lord God. And Father, we just speak Holy Spirit just to seal the promises of God. Father God, of what Paul is carrying for you, Lord God, for his obedience, for his heart after your heart. And Father God, for Pastor Kate as well, Lord. Father, we just thank you for them both, Father God. Father, for the office that you've placed them in, Lord God, for the office that you've placed them, both of them, Father God, here in Scarborough, but also nationally, Lord God. And Father, as they look towards you, as they draw closer to you, Lord, you said you will draw close to them. 
And Father, we just speak your protection, the blood of Jesus Christ, to protect everything that you are doing in them and through them, Lord God. For their families, for their belongings, Lord God, for this church here in Scarborough, for Kingdom Faith Yorkshire. And Father, we just thank you, Lord, as they continue to seek your face, to do your will, to name to raise your name over this town and over this country in the name of Jesus. All glory goes to you, Father God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise God. So, our hearts are here, our, our commitment's here. We're not, we're not, I'm not, we're not chasing national stuff. That will just be anything that God opens up. This, and, and the only reason there could be anything like that is because of what God is doing here. All right, it's, it's not, oh, I'm off to do that now. It's, this is what I'm here for. And if there's other things God gives me, I'll do them. But this is what I'm here for. This is what God called me to. This is what he told me years and years ago I would be doing. So, um, I, seriously, though, I do need to finish some notices. Um, <laughs> Prayer meetings for this are <laughs> uh, Sunday the 19th. That's today, isn't it? At 6.30. There's 6.30 uh, tonight here, uh, upstairs in the prayer room. Um, uh, and on the morning, the Friday of this, it will be 11 o'clock. If you're part of the team making it happen, or even if you're not, we like to pray at 11. Uh, it's usually quite quick because everybody's busy getting ready. About 20 minutes, half an hour, just to pray uh, for the whole event which you're welcome to do for that. Um, then there's the leader's lunch. Uh, you're, again, anybody here can come to that. It's, it is for leaders, but I've already told you you're all leaders, so you can come. It's, it's a, um, a special lunch we have on the Saturday, um, which happens after the morning sessions. We go to the Crescent Hotel. We usually have some really nice food, and uh, it will be nice this year. There's a great menu. You need to book in for that really, really quickly, I presume. When do we actually have to give our numbers, Joanne? I give them Wednesday. Have a couple more. I'll try not to leave. If you want to go, book in today. Um, you do need to pay for that, though, because obviously we have to pay the hotel for the meal, and it is a really top quality meal. Uh, and Paul or Sue will also speak to us from a, a leadership perspective, and we keep it to a maximum, uh, well, it's usually a maximum of 30 people, but we keep the group small deliberately, because that's the kind of format that it is. So I urge you, if you're in leadership here or on team, to try and get to that, but I realize it's expensive. That you do, you can book that online. Uh, can you book it here, John, or is it, sorry? You can book that here as well. And Joanne, what's menus? Joanne can give you the choice. And John's got menus as well, so you can pick your food to now. We do it like that so that we can go, and it's a lot quicker. Um, but there is quite a nice choice, actually, of, of stuff. And it will uh, be done really very nicely. Um, if you've been living in a cave <laughs> and haven't noticed, it is this next weekend. Uh, it starts on the Friday. And because it's our main national conference, uh, we start in the afternoon of the Friday. So we start at 2 o'clock. Okay? I think it will probably be Paul speaking, but we haven't decided, I haven't decided, the final order of speakers. So you've got one at two, and there's some of these over there on that base speaker. You're welcome to take one. It's also on pillars. It's also online. Uh, you've got uh, 
two sessions there. You've got one at two and one at four. And then uh, the evening starts at three. Just remember that the first two meetings are the only two meetings of the weekend that there aren't children's sessions for. Okay, so bear that in mind if you have children. You've got all the, uh, all the sessions there for Saturday and Sunday. And if you're not coming to anything else, you still need to remember this one. We have two sessions on the Sunday morning. So the normal Sunday service is at 10. When I say normal, it won't be normal. The normal Sunday service will be at 10 o'clock, and then we have one last session at 12.30. Yeah, that's right. Okay? So bear that in mind if, you, if that's all you can get to. Um, you don't have to pay for the Sunday morning if you come into church, if that's uh, the only one you're coming to. Just come in anyway. Um, in terms of payment, if you go and book it now online... It's £40 a ticket, so you'd be much better off seeing Jonathan today, this Jonathan, here at reception. It's £15 a ticket, is it? £20 a ticket. Um, but always remember, we always say, nobody has the reason to say, I can't be there because I can't afford it. You can come for nothing, you can come for 50p, you can come for £10, you can come for £60 if you want to pay for more for others. But that's the way it works. We have that price, but it's there. And it enables us usually to fund everything that we do extra for it and to give a good gift to the speaker that comes. We like to be generous to our speakers. And Paul and Sue are of international significance, believe, it, believe me. Uh, Paul has spoken some huge meetings all over the place. Um, he liked, they liked coming here because it was one of the first places they came to as God pushed them into international ministry. Uh, they were sent by Chris Vallotton, who works with Bill Johnson, and we had that first meeting down at the spa. So that is this this weekend. That is the lunch this weekend. One other item, and we're done. Um, if you could help, this would be amazing. We have a, a, a pastor called Vijay, Pastor Vijay for the Punjab in India, who is coming to the uh, conference for the weekend. And it would be really good if we could find somewhere to stay for him. Um, if he stays with me and Kate, it's really awkward because we're trying to run a conference um, on addition to just being at a conference. So I, I appreciate it's not an easy weekend, and it's not somebody we know. He has been to Horsham, hasn't he, and stayed there and taken part. Um, our prayer is he really knows what he's coming to. We've tried to outline this is not Colin Urquhart, this is not Clive Urquhart, and we're still not entirely sure he realises that. But um, please, if you're able to, he's arriving on the 24th and leaving on the 27th. So it's arriving on the Friday, leaving on the Monday. If you have a spare room and could look after him for us. Can you please let John know? And that would be really, really helpful. Okay, no, I'm not giving you that. I'm just pointing at you yet again, in case anybody... <laughs> Last week's speaker. He did a good job, didn't he? Amen, 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 amen. <laughs> no, seriously, John, you, you stepped into... Because uh, we listened to it in the car on the way back up. And um, you stepped into an authority I've not heard you speak with before. Uh, and it came with a, a gravity and an assurance. And you'd obviously really prepared well. And I appreciated that as a 
someone who speaks. So, um, well done. Really well done. Great job. Uh, and I think, any other notices I've missed? That's it. Right. Goodbye. God bless. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. For more information and resources by Kingdom Faith and for our other audio and video podcasts, please visit kingdomfaith.com forward slash Yorkshire.